It's so good to be back here at Capital Church, Capital City Church. It's always a pleasure when I'm asked to come here and worship with you and share. Um, As usual, I want the Lord to take control because really, um, I'm not designed for public speaking. I like to sit in the pew and enjoy. But sometimes when the Lord gives you a task to do, you need to just Say, hear my Lord, send me. So that's where I'm at. Okay. Let's go back. Can you hear me? Okay. So the topic for today is you can learn a lot from eagles. You can learn a lot from eagles. I guess I don't need this. Okay. So the eagle is looked upon as one of the greatest birds in the air. Its reputation as being beautiful, majestic, bold, serene is known by the entire world. The national symbol of the United States is the bald eagle. They could have chosen the black bear. They could have chosen the bison that roams the Wyoming plains. They could have chosen the mountain lion. That's a symbol of courage and strength. But no, they chose the bald eagle. They chose the bald eagle, representing our land, the land of the free, the land of the brave. The founding fathers made an appropriate choice when they selected the bald eagle as an emblem of this great nation. The eagle's fierce beauty and proud independence is a part of its appeal. And I'm sure there are some characteristics that they looked upon that played a part in making this choice. So today, I would like to share with you certain great Bible verses that comes alive by highlighting some characteristics of the eagle. I pray that this short sermonette will encourage us to study this beautiful bird and its traits and then make applications to our spiritual health as it relates to Christ. Let us pray. Kind and gracious Father, we just want to pause right now to invite your Holy Spirit to take full control of your word. And let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. So the first text that I would like to share with you is a very familiar text. It's one of my favorite texts. And this is the text of Isaiah 40, verses 31. It says... But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as an eagle. They shall run and not get weary and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. It's a great text, right? This text is is very exciting to me because it gives you a sense of healing. This is health weekend. It gives you a sense of renewed strength. Your health being restored. We would all like to be young again. Can I get a witness? Oh, yes. 
striving to maintain it, striving to gain it. We all want to be young. It's no joke getting old. Okay, it's no fun. Okay, that's why Jesus said that when we go to heaven, we will never grow old. So this text is exciting to me, renewed strength. Uh, And then it takes us to a next level. After renewing our strength in the Lord, it says we're going to mount up with wings as an eagle. Okay, that's a whole new level of prosperity. It states that when you mount up with wings as an eagle, that's, that's real powerful. And then you're going to run and never get tired. You're going to walk and not faint. All this as a result of waiting on the Lord? Hmm. So I completed two half marathons in my lifetime. It nearly killed me. Okay. Running is very tiresome, especially when you're not athletic. But I had this on my bucket list, and Richard and I decided that we're going to enter the race. So I prepared three months. It wasn't enough. But can you imagine running and not getting tired, walking and not fainting? All this when you wait on the Lord. But the race that we're all in, the race that really matters, is not the one that we run in the marathons. No, it's our Christian race. The race that God has given us. The race that he said that we all can be victorious in. So, come with me this morning. Use your spiritual imagination. Come fly with me, figuratively speaking, as we gain a glimpse at what our spiritual health can look like from the perspective of an eagle. So, Most of our Christian walk with Christ should involve waiting on the Lord. We should wait on the Lord. Not running ahead, devising our own plans, doing our own things in our own strength, but we should wait on the Lord. This text tells us about the rewards of waiting on the Lord. The first benefit that we have when we wait on the Lord is renewed strength. To make it through this life, hmm, I don't need to tell you. And to enter into eternal life, we must have supernatural strength. The Christian walk is no joke. No joke at all. It's not for the weak of heart. We need to have help outside of ourselves. We have to have strength to face temptations, and they are many. We have to have strength to overcome them. We have to have strength to pull down the strongholds that's in our lives. And let me be clear, when we start to do these things, we need even more strength because the devil is going to attack you when he sees that you're making those efforts. Hmm. So the strength that we need comes from Christ. Christ, the solid rock. We are not able to do that on our own. So the eagle, like many birds, they go through a renewal process. An eagle goes through a molting, losing their feathers probably every year. The old feathers are gradually renewed by new feathers coming Now, there was a dramatic story that was circulating of how an eagle, when it reaches an age of 40, that uh, they 
fly up to the high mountain. And so in order to survive and live longer, they fall on this rock. They beat all their feathers out. And then they, they knock their beak off and the talons are changed. And it takes five months, according to this legend. Well, that makes for great Christian analogy, but it's not true. The fact is that eagles molt by shedding their old feathers probably every year. And it's a gradual process. One feather at a time. And he takes his beak and he sharpens his beak on a solid rock. He does not lose his beak. He sharpens it. And he keeps his talons renewed by growing new layers of keratin that overlays the original talon. That overlays it. The keratin overlays the original talon. And it grows stronger and stronger every year. So. We as believers, we go through a spiritual molting process also. It tells us in 2 Corinthians 5, verses 17, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. He is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Amen. In our Christian life, Christ said, you and I, we must be born again. It involves a rebirth, a spiritual molting, if you say. Um, it's a death, the death of the old man of sin and a rebirth in Christ. It may not be such a rapid change that people will see. It may be just one feather at a time. Without anybody noticing, we begin to change. Unlike that legend where the eagle knocks out all his own feathers. Our spiritual feathers, our renewing, will take place naturally. So as we continue to abide in Christ and wait on the Lord, we will change gradually. So when we surrender our lives to Christ and this gradual change is taking place, we start to mature in Christ. We start to get stronger in the Lord. So to get strong and healthy, friends, the eagle, he has to eat. The eagle likes fresh meat, a daily catch. Rarely do this eagle eat leftovers. And the tools that the eagle uses to make his catch is his talons and his beak. Okay? So the tools that he uses to capture his prey is his beak and his talons. He keeps his beak sharp by freaking or freaking it on solid rocks. He keeps his talons renewed by growing layers of keratin that overlays the original keratin. And his talons become stronger and stronger in daily use. So guess what? As Christians, we need to pray. We need to feast on the word of God. We need spiritual food in order for us to grow, thrive, and survive. Can I get an amen? And where do we obtain that food? Our daily bread through prayer and Bible study. And then we sharpen our spiritual acuity on Christ, the solid rock. As we grow in Christ, we gain to more strength. We become sharper. We're more aware of what's happening in the spiritual world. 
and we gain new heights as we soar in this world. So we covered benefit number one was what? Renewed strength when we wait on the Lord. Now benefit number two, when we wait on the Lord, it tells us that we're going to do what? That's the eagle with his beak and talons. It tells us that we're going to mount up with wings as an eagle. So the adult bald eagle has a wingspan, it tells me here, eight feet wide. That is something else. A wingspan of eight feet wide. What a majestic sight. And this bird can fly up to 35 miles per hour, okay, just on a level, just cruising. But if this bird wants to dive, it angles its head down, it sets its wings in a certain way and tail, and with the wind on its back, the maximum average speed of this eagle, it says 75 miles per hour with the wind on its back. Let's look at the spiritual application. If we fly in our own strength, huh? we can just go so far. He just goes 35 miles per hour. But when we surrender and let the Holy Spirit lift us higher and higher in this life, we can soar above the storms in our life. In fact, we, the Holy Spirit, will use the storms in our lives, the trials in our lives, to, pel- to propel us to higher heights in the Lord. Yes. When we are going through it, friends, when we're going through trials, that is when we develop a deeper relationship with the Lord. That's when we learn to depend on the Lord, when we start claiming his promises through trials. The trials only come to make us strong. There's a song that talks about I'm pressing on the upward way. New heights I'm gaining every day. Still praying as I onward bound. Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. Did you know that when the eagle sees a storm coming, the eagle flies towards the storm? The eagle knows that the turbulent air will only lift him higher and higher and higher. So when we face the storms in life, huh? And the storms of life will come. The question is, are we going to allow the storm to beat us down? Or are we going to allow the storm to lift us higher? Each storm that the eagle face makes this eagle stronger and stronger. Now, the eagle's flying power is not in the flapping of his wings. No, it's not the flapping things that cause this bird to have such flying power. But it's the ability for the eagle to soar with the winds that makes his flight so majestic and so serene. It's the wind beneath the eagle's wings that lift this majestic creature higher and higher and higher in the sky to fly effortlessly, soaring. And when he's soaring, what do you think that eagle is doing? He is searching for prey. So it is with us, Lord. When we learn to wait on the Lord, 
The Holy Spirit will be the wind beneath our spiritual wings that will take us higher and higher in our relationship with the Lord. So soaring for eagles is like praying for the believer. When eagles soar, they're actually, like I said, looking for a prey. They are searching for food, and you can call it waiting in flight. The eagle, the eagle can see its prey, they said, two miles away. Would you like that eyesight? And when they see what they want to eat, they zoom with laser focus right in there. And the eagles, whoop, rarely does the eagle miss. So when we are waiting on the Lord, we need to pray. We need to be laser focused on what the spirit is trying to tell us, what the spirit is trying to do for us. And when it's time, God will do what he says he will do. And when his time, we will receive it. Amen. The bald eagle is covered with 7,000 hollow feathers. 7,000 hollow. And these feathers are lightweight. They're flexible. They're strong. So the eagle's body is aerodynamic. His body is very light for flight, not burdened down. See, it's hard to wait on the Lord if we are weighed down with the burdens of life problems. If we're burdened down with health problems, financial problems, family crisis, church board problems. Yeah, these happen in life. That's life. But we need to be flexible yet strong because in this world, we are going to have trials. Let's look at John 16, 33. We're going to have trials, but Listen what the Lord tells us. Christ said, be of good cheer. Is that the text up here? But Christ said, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Yes, Jesus wants us to understand that we don't have to go through this by ourselves. We're going to go through tribulation, but be of good cheer. Christ says, I have overcome the world. And that's a promise that we can cling to every day. We can cling to that promise for our spiritual health. We got to learn to fly light, friends. We got to learn to fly, fly light. Okay. You know, when you go on the airlines, they charge you for all this extra luggage. So the smart ones that travel learn how to pack so they just have one little carry-on, flying light. Amen? Well, as Christians, we got to learn how to fly light. And Psalms 52, verses 55, verse 22, Psalms 55, 22, tells us how to fly light. Cast thy burdens upon the Lord, and he will sustain you. Amen? So, yes, we have health problems. That's life. Yes, we have financial problems. Yes, we have all kinds of emotional problems. Yes, we have interpersonal relationship problems. But Christ has not left us alone. He invites us to cast 
all our burdens on him, and he's going to sustain us through it all. So when you look at the anatomy of the eagle, you have to say, what a mighty God we serve, because he's left nothing to chance. The eagles have interlocking feathers, interlocking feathers containing insulating air pockets that allow buoyancy for the flight. So I'm going to apply this now to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit gives us buoyancy in our lives as we walk with Christ. The Holy Spirit's sweet influence needs to pervade every aspect of our life. The Holy Spirit should be in our marriage, our families, our finances. The Holy Spirit's influence in our life will be like those insulating ear pockets, allowing lightness to our Christian walk. Huh? Yes, it's a struggle. Yes, I'm struggling with sickness, but I have a smile on my face. My bank account may be empty, but I got joy in my heart because nobody wants to see a depressed Christian. Nobody wants to see a Christian with his, her shoulders all stooped, head bowed, frowning. I'm serving the Lord. Woe is me. Nobody wants to see that. Huh? This should be our mantra every single morning when we wake up and we realize, we realize what? That the Lord has breathed the breath into our bodies. We should jump up and say, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Huh? My soul shall make her boast of the Lord. The humble shall hear and be glad. Amen? Wow. That's how we should be. We should rejoice in the Lord. We should have praise on our lips continually. A spirit of gratitude will always determine your altitude. And what did the wisest man tell us? Proverbs 17, verse 22. A merry heart do it good like medicine, but a broken spirit dry it the bones. I'm talking about health also this morning. There's another text. We're going to leave Isaiah and we're going to go to Deuteronomy 32 verses 11. Deuteronomy 32, 11. We're going to follow the eagle in the Bible. In this text, it tells us, as an eagle stir at her nest and flutter it over her young and spread it abroad her wings and take it them and bear it them on her wings. Hmm. There's another trait that we see that the eagles have that we can relate to our spiritual health. And it tells us in this text how the mama eagle tries to get the baby eagle to fly out of the nest. So we as humans, we cuddle our kids and we struggle to get our kids out of the house. Am I talking to somebody today? Okay. Some of us, after we get them out of the house, we actually invite them back if we see them struggling. Okay? I know, I know, I've been there. But are we helping them to be independent, to be self-sufficient? Are we helping them to depend on the Lord and have their faith grow if every time we invite them back into the nest, 
And I'm not, I'm not talking about you helping your kids and helping them, but I'm talking about people who are repeat offenders. They come and they go. They come and they go. It's like a, a failure to launch kind of thing. Okay? That only happens in the human. That, that doesn't happen out in the animal kingdom. I guess everybody had kids that left and never came back. So this habit of the eagle trying to get the eaglet to leave the nest uh, starts when the eagle starts to stir the nest. The eagle starts to remove all of the dow feathers, all the comfort layers, and the eagle is trying to get the eaglet to feel uncomfortable in that nice soft nest. So eventually, when the eagle start, the eaglet starts getting pricked because all the dow feathers are gone, the little eaglet starts to get uncomfortable and says, hmm, it's time for me to leave this nest. We can learn a lot from eagles because one of the hardest things to do is to live with teenager adult kids. I'm talking about kids who have transitioned to the teen years and they start feeling themselves. They start feeling they're the boss. They start feeling like I got it together. Yet, you're still supporting them. Well, the eagles are showing us, showing us how we make our children more independent and dependent on God. So we need to stop making life so comfortable for our young adults stop. If they're living with you, have them pay rent. Have them cut the grass. Do something. Cut the grass. I shouldn't have to ask. Sometimes the eagles will push the eaglet out of the nest and willing them to fly. So as this young eagle descends, it should stretch forth its wings and flap and fly. But if they don't, if they don't make it on the first try, the mama eagle swoops down under the falling eaglet and outstretched wings will catch the falling little eaglet. Isn't that beautiful? Wow. When I heard that. Let me see if I have a picture of that. See the, the eagle stirring up the nest, taking out all that dow feathers, trying to get that young eaglet to fly. And just like the eagles, in times of trouble, the Lord comes to our rescue also. In times past, in Israel, when Israel was in bondage, the Lord brought them out. The Lord brought them out of slavery. And just like the eagles that see the eaglet in trouble... And flies under him with outstretched wings to bear him up. Christ did that for Israel of old. And if Christ did that for Israel of old, Christ will do it again for us. The text tells us in Job 39 verse 27. Job 39. Oh. 39 verse 27. It tells us. That the eagle has superb vision. The eagle has superb vision. 
It says here, doth the eagle mount up at thy command and make her nest on high? She dwelleth and abideth on the rock, upon the crag of the rock and the strong place. From thence she seeketh the prey and her eyes behold afar off. Wow. When we make our dwelling place on high, when we abide in Christ, the solid rock, the strong place, that's the only place we need to abide in Christ. Christ will give us vision. Christ will give us spiritual discernment. He will give us vision for us to operate on a day-to-day basis. And he will give us vision on a global prophetic level. Yes, he will. When we abide in Christ, he will show us what is right. He tells us here in Micah 6, 8. See if I have that one. He hath showed thee, O man, what is good. And what doth the Lord require of thee but to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with thy God. That is what we need to focus on when Christ give us the insight, when Christ give us vision, we need to understand what is good. Amen. And what the Lord requires of us. And he tells us we are to do justly, do what's right. We are to love mercy, have our motives right in the Lord. And we're to walk humbly with thy God. That is what God gives us vision for. So this vision that Christ has for us on a day-to-day basis, we need to embrace it. And then on a prophetic level, God has given us as a people great vision. We've been privileged. We've been privileged by God because he has revealed what the end will be. And that's good news because at the end, we know that Jesus wins. So this crisis, as Gary mentioned earlier, this crisis that's in Israel, between Israel and the Palestines, the Muslims, okay, that's just the world saying, oh, I'm getting ready for Jesus to come. Whether it's news out of the Vatican, whether it's the Jews and the Hamas, whether it's Hezbollah, Russia, Ukraine, political unrest, flood, famine, global warming, you name it. It's all about the great controversy and it's about the dragon, Satan, and he's all behind it and it's all going to play out because Jesus is about to come. Yes, indeed. We're not to let our hearts be troubled. So Christ puts it in proper perspective. We live in this wicked, sinful world, but we are not of this world. We are just pilgrims passing through. We're looking for a city whose builder and maker is God. So we, as God's eagles, we can't afford to get down with the chickens. No, we can't. We can't afford to get involved politically with the chickens. We can't afford to get involved with all what's happening in social media with the chickens. We are eagles and we have laser focus on Jesus. So as we look at our spiritual health, 
And as it correlates with the traits found in the eagle, I leave you with this promise from God. It tells us in Psalms 103, verses 4 to 5. Who redeemeth my life from Jesus? Who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies? Jesus. Who satisfied my mouth with good things so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles? Jesus. Amen. Who does that but Jesus? So as we look at the life of the eagle, in a very simplistic way here, as we look at the life of the eagle, we see that it's governed by natural laws put in place by our creator. But we also are governed by natural laws. We're governed by natural laws by our, our same creator. He's given us eight new laws, new start. We've heard it before. Nutrition, exercise, water, uh, sunshine, temperance, air, rest, temperance, uh, trust in God. We've heard this all before. That's great. Keeping the eight laws of health. But the power comes, the real power comes when we wait on the Lord. It is the Lord that will renew our strength. It is the Lord that will give our wings flying power. So on this health emphasis Sabbath, the solutions to all our woes, all our deficits, all our search for health, all our search for youth, all our search for beauty. All I can tell you, friends, is that I recommend Jesus and that we wait on the Lord. Let us pray. Kind and gracious Father, we thank you for this word. Help us to hear the word, not as before, but we, may we hear it and digest it. May we pick it apart and see what you are trying to reveal and tell us and make it applicable to our life and our walk with you so that we can grow with you. Help us not to get bogged down with the cares of this world. Help us not to uh, see things on a temporal basis, but let us understand that what we are going through now is only to make us strong and that this is a probationary period, Lord, and that you want us all to be ready when you come. Lord, we cannot do it of our own strength. We, we, we're claiming the promise that you're going to renew our strength. You're going to give us wings as an eagle. So this morning, Lord, please help us. Please help us. We understand, Lord, that things are wrapping up and that you're coming as soon. So, Lord, prepare us. Help us not to wait. Help us not to think that we have a lot of time. You want us all to be saved. You're not willing that any should perish. So we praise you and we thank you again. This we ask in Jesus' name. Amen.